It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello, and welcome to the Metaphysical Mastery Podcast. This is a mother and daughter podcast to discuss topics around spirituality, metaphysics, esoteric wisdom, and I am the daughter. My name is Kate Nelligan. I am an equine-partnered life and business coach, animal communicator, author and speaker, and I'm really excited to introduce you to my mom, Peggy Nelligan. Go ahead and say hi, Mom. Hi, everyone. I am the former director of the Metaphysical Center of New Jersey, um, so I have a little bit of background in some of these sort of esoteric topics that we bring up, and I'm looking forward to sharing them with you. Yeah, so we're really glad you're here and listening, and we are today going to talk about connecting to guides and angels, and this is something that I love this topic because I feel like I do this every single day, and it has significantly improved my life and also my business, and so I was like, Mom, let's talk about you know our favorite angels and guides, how we work with them, the benefits of connecting to them, and also like what the differences are and the different ones that we can ask for support and help. And I feel like right now, you know, humanity itself is going through a lot of challenges and struggles and chaos at times, and it's hard to always rely on you know our best friend or a family member or even a colleague because we're all kind of in our own you know, unique challenges and triggers, but the angelic realm and our guides, are, our guardians are really here to help us always and are with us all the time and aren't going through those same human challenges. So there's a huge opportunity for us to just lean into and ask for help and receive support from the invisible realm. I like to call it the invisible support. Mm-hmm. So, Mom, why don't you share a little bit, like, what are the definitions of even guides or angels? Okay, good idea. Um, I think that's one of the confusing things for a lot of people because they use these terms interchangeably, spirit guide, angel, archangel. And I think the important thing um, to, re- to realize the difference in the two is that a spirit guide is somebody who, it's not an angel. It's somebody who has actually lived here on planet Earth, and yet they have been able to master, um, they've reached a certain point in their evolution where they've mastered the physical, the mental, the emotional uh, challenges that we have here. And when they die and they get to wherever they're going on the other side, they it's their choice. They choose to then come back and be a guide to people here on earth and to help us through the things that we're going through, those of us who are still here. So that's the main difference between a spirit guide and an angel is that an angel has uh, may never have been in, in the human realm, but a spirit guide definitely has been a human before, and that's their choice when they leave uh, to come back and help uh, those of us who are still here. So with the angels, like, is it only archangels? Are there other types of angels? 
Yeah, there are many types of angels. In fact, I, I was doing the research on this, and I actually did not realize this. I always thought the archangels were the highest of the realm, but there are there. It depends on the tradition you follow. Um, the Muslim tradition, the Jewish tradition, or the Hebrew tradition, and the Catholic or Christian tradition are all different. They use different names. They have different categories, but all of them categorize the group of what we call angelic beings into categories. Some some of them put the seraphim and the cherubim at the top. Um, I always thought the archangels were at the top, and they're not. <laughs> they're they're quite down near the bottom when you look at some of the the categories. Um, and it, it's when I say top and bottom, it's not better and worse. It's, there are different jobs that they have to do. For example, in in just the plain angels, you know, without having an archangel or a name as it in front of it or a type, there are many different jobs that those angels do, and one of them is called guardian angel. And a guardian angel is something that every human has from the moment of birth. Now, according, this is tradition. Um, what is truth? We don't know. Truth is always becoming. But is the belief system of most of the traditions that from birth, humans are given a guardian angel who is with you your entire life. Um, and they support in many, many ways, uh, what you need, not only for to guardian and garden protect you, but also to help with many, many things that you need. Um, but one of the most important is to really guard you from from serious harm in, in some way or another. Or like dying before you're supposed to die. And like, you know, I think yeah. there's also, you know, there's, I've always thought of it as we actually have a team of support, like, so there's more. Now, do you get different angels as you get older? Like, can you have different guides or angels that, like, helping you as you change and grow? Absolutely. And, and that's when I say guardian angel, I, I mean, you know, each person has at least one guardian angel. And as I said, that is from birth. Um, and that one stays with you the entire time. But throughout your life, we are given other angels for different different purposes. So, for example, if you're going through a very difficult time in your life, there will be an angel that can be assigned to you to help process that. See, the angels are really helping our soul world. You know, we're not just physical beings. I think so many times we think, oh, I'm a human being, but we've mentioned this before on this podcast. We are all divine beings. Um, and this divinity that runs through us, it, sometimes it's given the word soul, um, by some, you know, religious traditions, uh, or higher self. But it's the part of us that is the divine part. And that's the part that is always in connection with our source, with the divine. And that's what the angels come to help us with. If we get off track, because remember, we decide ahead of time what we're going to do in this lifetime, what lessons we want to learn. And our angels are always given to us to help us learn those lessons. It might not be fun, but we're here to learn them anyway. And, and our angels will be given to us to help those lessons, learn those lessons. Yeah, I think the thing that trips me up the most around this conversation is, like, all the different names and ways. And, like, yes, mm -hmm. as you mentioned, different religions hold it differently. So, like, my belief system is that, you know, first and foremost, there's our basic self, right, our ego, our personality self. Then there's your higher self, your authentic self, connected to your soul, your intuition. And often that higher vibrational essence of who you are is very connected at all times to 
the, we'll call it, angelic realm. And in that space, there's a guardian angel pointed to you. There's the archangels. There's the ascended masters. There's um, the seraphim world, which I don't know a lot about. Um, And then there's also, you know, mystical creatures, which is actually, I think, one of the first podcasts we did where you're thinking about the support of fairies, um, you know, we haven't done dragons and unicorns yet, but there's all of mm-hmm. that in the kind of angelic realm. And there's um, then there's also, you know, essentially um, you could also look at other support as guides that are here on Earth with you that are actually physical beings, right? So your animals. Um, you can look at the spirit animals that are in the angelic realm. And then you can also look at even just like an angel that is someone you meet out and about in the world. It's like someone that, you know, you're lost and all of a sudden shows up and starts to help you. And they're actually a physical person, a real person, but they show up as an angel. So, you know, the way that I kind of hold the definition is somewhat loosely, but I have my own kind of way that I look at like mapping it out as like the tree of you as the trunk and then all the different branches of the different support systems. And I think it really comes down to who you feel most drawn to work with during different times in your life. And it's kind of like the spirit animals, which we've talked about before. And I've done my own podcast with Dr. Stephen Farmer on those. But it's it's like sometimes we need certain spirit animals, you know, and uh, power animals based on what we're going through. And I find it's kind of similar in the angelic realm. But I also think, you know, I'm not necessarily of any religion, but we can also pray and talk to the saints. And, you know, like, there's a whole St. Anthony prayer, there's St. Francis, like, and, you know, other goddesses, which we've done a whole podcast on the goddesses, too. So it's like, there's so many different layers to this. How do you kind of hold it? Like, that, I look at it as a tree with different branches. Yeah, that's a, that's a great analogy, Kate, um, because that's pretty what it is. You know, we've got all these branches that form our, who we are. You know, a tree is not a tree by just being a trunk. It's got all these other parts to it. And so, yeah, I think that's a great analogy. And, yes, the angels are just one uh, of the, um, you know, the branches that help us out. And there are many, you know, what do you call sub-branches that come off of that as well or leaves that come off of that. But, yeah, I think um important that – but that's why I mentioned the beginning. So if, we, if you're talking about spirit guides, the, the definition, if you want to look at a definition, just means they are ones that have been here on earth before. They've been human, they know what it's like to be human, and they they have passed on. But the job that they chose, um, because, you know, we don't just die and then go to sleep somewhere forever. We have we continue to live, <laughs> but just in doing different things. And so we have jobs when we get to the other side, wherever we go. And one of those jobs that we can choose to do is come back and help people who are still here. So I think that's um, that's the only difference between a spirit guide and an angel because they have been here as a human before and they um, they know what it's like. They know the challenges that we have. Now, you mentioned the word masters. Masters are actually, at least in most cases, have been humans. And they have, again, mastered all of the things we had to use in this plane, but they have gone on to a higher level because their job is they go on um, 
you know, if some, if say you have a relative, a relative, you know, I think of my ancestors, my own mom, for example, I call on my mom a lot to do things because she has been gone since I've been, you know, in my late teens. And so I ask for advice sometimes and it's a perfect person to ask for. I'm very close to her. And sometimes I will get it and I will understand what it is. That is not necessarily a spirit guide, but in some ways it is because it's a situation where this person has been here. Um, I can connect with that person. And I think that's what you were saying. Who do we connect with? Because who you connect with is really what it's all about, how we go, you know, when we go through our life, who we're connecting to. Um, but I think the thing you mentioned, or I think you did, if you didn't, I'm mentioning it now. The most critical thing is to ask, because one of the rules in this universe is that, uh, that because we have free will as humans, there can be no interference from anybody, any energy whatsoever throughout the universe, unless we ask for it. So if, now ask does not necessarily mean please come and help me. It means you're open to receiving. So sometimes our energy might be open to receiving a more negative uh, energy impact. Um, and that's what we have to be aware of. But the kind we're talking about here are the light energies. And they will come when we ask, but we must ask. That's the critical piece. Yeah, I mean, the rule is they can't interfere with free will because we're here in a school to learn. So it's not like, you know, a parent that all of a sudden, like, sees their kid getting in trouble and then is constantly correcting or changing things or, like, you know, stopping them from doing stuff. Like, they can't really get involved at that level, I think, unless we're about to you know, do something that I feel like is irrevocable, right? And so they, I feel like they can be whispers and guidance system that we can kind of like hear through our intuition. And that's where it can also get tricky. We did a podcast on developing intuition. And it's like sometimes I believe that the voices we're hearing is our higher self, right, or I'm clear audience. So we're tapped into that energy like, okay, I feel like this is my higher self or my intuition guiding me like, oh, that may not be the great thing to do today. And then other times it's actually a spirit guide, you know, or your guardian angel or any of the, we'll call it beings, that you have relationships with. So I specifically work with Archangel Michael all the time, and I I actually hear my guides and my team, I call them kind of like my team, in actually different voices. So there's one very, very, very loving female voice that feels like it's not – me that's outside of me that will always talk to me and then I have a very there's a very stern kind of masculine voice that actually kind of really helps me snap out of fear it's very loving it's not judgmental but it's stern you know and it's more um like hey like look you know like it's that oh yeah yeah yeah. like Mm -hmm. so for instance when my horse died and I was on the couch for three days and I couldn't move in 2017 I wasn't eating I wasn't doing anything I was just like a total mess I, you know, kind of woke up from being in and out of my depression fog and just heard, like, um, that's enough, get up and honor this horse's life. And I knew it was a guide because it was not my own and how I feel about my own intuition, how I connect to it. And it was really, you know, very intense. And the first time I remember I took a class on the, uh, excuse me, on Metatron. Um, So what category do you put Metatron in? Ascended Master? No, he's an archangel. Yeah. 
So yeah. that's where also this can get confusing, like where, which category does which go in? And so it's like getting a guidebook is really helpful to know, like, and we'll talk about a couple of the archangels, but the, the, you created actually an, a book, like a, a pamphlet of written material around this topic today. So you guys can read about like different tips on how to connect to them, who they each are. But I remember like when I took a class specifically on Metatron, I felt that energy in my house, and I was like, oh, my goodness. It's very intense, very big, very forceful, very, like, anything. You can do anything in the world with that energy. Like, you don't need to, you know, waste time. You don't need to get caught up in anything. You can just create real change and transformation in a powerful way. And it was, like, really – it's not to be misused, right? And that's that's kind of the pieces with some of these, too. But – I think it's important to kind of distinguish the different ways that they're talking to you or helping you or showing up in your life and also mm-hmm. when to use. I say use, I don't love that word, but like when to work with, when to partner with the different angelic energies, right? And yeah. um, the best kind of healers and coaches in my world, in my perspective, know who your guides and guardians are. They can talk to them. They can connect to them. Because then you're getting your entire support team and we're not just working with your intuition and your higher self, which is wonderful and amazing. But, like, when you have that plus your team, you can get so much more information because in my experience with the mediumship and even animals on the other side, they have a lot of information that we on Earth do not have because – they see the whole big picture and also mm-hmm. that we, even our intuition can always access or even comprehend because it goes above and beyond like 3d reality. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think. I think go ahead. No, I was going to say that. I think that's what we have to understand is that they, it's not like, I remember hearing one time, Oh no, your ancestors know the lottery numbers. Just ask them for them and they'll give them to you. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> That's not going to happen. They don't necessarily know what the lottery numbers are. But, you know, there is something to be said about asking for some specific information. One of the things that I read, and I just thought it was so true, is that you may ask and ask and ask. You may have been asking for something for a long time, and it hasn't come true. And at least spiritually or metaphysically speaking, it might not be at the right time for you. Remember, there are timelines. <clears throat> so the timeline might not be correct for it to come through for you. Or it may be that it is not in your highest good, something that you want, but you don't need for your soul's growth. And so, or you may have already moved beyond it and don't even realize it because you're still asking for it. So it's important that we realize they will answer you. And there is no way that they cannot answer you. That is part of Part of it's like part of having to ask for it. Part of it is that they're having to respond. They have to answer. But you may get that answer in so many. You of all people get your answers in so many different ways. Um, right. You know, <laughs> I love to hear all the different things that happen to you that you see. You know, can find out. Well, good information. I kind of look at it as like if you want to start to work with these beings, it's like map out the different levels, right? There's your own your own angelic energy, right? Your higher self, your intuition, your own evolution into enlightenment, and how do you work with that? And you might start there, right? We, you can use our Developing Your Intuition podcast on that, but we can be at angelic levels when we go up to 5D and above because we're in higher frequencies, right? So we can have that 
Then there's who's around you that is a mentor that feels like an angel. One of my clients always calls me her angel. And when she was in like a meditation process, like I actually showed up as an angel to her in that process. (laughs) So she's always been like your, and I do, I am very protective of her and very much like have her best interests at heart all the time. And so, you know, I, I, I can see why she sees me as an angelic role or an angel or a guide for her. Right. So our mentors mm-hmm. and our coaches can be that. And they may also be not human. Like my, you know, my guides and guardians and angels are my animals. And I find, you know, like right before my car accident, my horse Phoenix came up to me and said, no matter what happens, it's going to be okay. So she was connected to some guidance and literally was telling me like, I've got to, right. And I felt in that accident too, that like there were beings burning angels holding the car so I didn't go flying into the intersection and get hurt really hurt more than I was so it was it's really kind of a cool thing when you start to see like okay there's different realms and then there's the next step of knowing who you most resonate with and like how to specifically work with them so we can do little things like manifesting parking spots, finding lost items, <laughs> um, to really big things like, you know, miraculous healings, and, you know, from major illnesses to, you know, um, being able to work with our own healing abilities. And so there's lots of different layers to this. So I think it's maybe for those of us that like to like see this or picture it, it's like write down, you know, the different layers that you're already connected to, the layers that you want to grow into and learn more about. And know, too, that different beings show up at different times. So like one of my healers work with the Archangel Azrael all the time. She is the angel of death. Um, and she holds her as a she, and I kind of do too now. And it's like I have seen – at first I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with the angel, the archangel of death. <laughs> and then I realized, like, you know, and even in what you wrote in your research, it's about – the, you know, if you're grieving, which, you know, I have been this year, if you are going through change, right, if you're going through loss, if you're helping others with grief and loss and change, so that, you know, the Archangel Azrael can really be there and help support that process, so it doesn't have to be as heavy or we don't have to get sucked into those lower vibrations, you know, um, Mm -hmm. or be in a pity cycle and all of that, so it's important to also know, like, and I feel like that's temporary, I feel like, you know, and also I'm stepping into mediumship, like, that's, a thing that I've said yes to and I'm going to start to learn and study so of course I would be then supported by the archangel that mostly specializes in connecting to the other side right into Mm -hmm. departed loved ones and so it's like but sometimes it's knowing like my healer works so well with with that archangel it's given me permission to relax into it and understand it more and so sometimes like if you want guidance like with Metatron or others like I always love learning from people that have more information and then you know you can do self-study but also study with those who know a lot more and read the stories and then you can connect into like oh I can now feel into this energy and I can feel safer with it or I can understand how to partner with it um, you know, it's like learning to partner with horses and the healing work that we do as equine coaches, you know, it's important to learn who the horse is, how they heal, how they coach, who they show up as, how they role model. It's the same with this, the guides and angels. Who would you say you feel drawn to most mom of the list? 
Well, uh, the one that I call on all the time is Archangel Michael. I think most people do. I think he is the most popular, to be honest with you. Uh, and again, I use the word he. And I, when I was doing the research, it was so interesting. They say um, all archangel, all angels and archangels are masculine. I don't believe that that's necessarily true. That happens to have been one author's opinion as they went through because many of them um, are by other people are described in the feminine mode. And I think a lot of it is the energy, how the energy comes across, um, you know, whether they are masculine or feminine, uh, because gender exists at all levels in the universe, the human level. So, um, you know, that's interesting to see. But, but I think of Michael as, because the pictures I've seen, he is definitely the protector. You know, he has the golden sword. He's used in many, many cases. I was doing, um, studying some cord cutting work one time, and they used the Archangel Michael um, to actually help to cut the cord with his sword. And I think that's important that you know what these angels and archangels and guides can do <clears throat> so that they can help you for whatever you're doing. Same thing, the other one I call on all the time is Archangel Raphael. Um, so not only for protection with Michael, but for healing. And I use that a lot, not necessarily for myself, although I do, but I do pendulum work. And so I always call upon Archangel Raphael to help with the pendulum because it, I'm sending healing energy to whoever I'm working on type of thing. So, um, so those two I use a lot. <laughs> Yeah, and I see them as so much as, like, vibrational frequencies where it's like, you know, if I said the word um, caterpillar to you, you would all have, like, a, if you've seen one before, you would all be able to see and feel into the energy of a caterpillar or the word owl or the word butterfly. And so these, you know, there's been a lot of writing about the archangels, and so people you know, can think of them and see an image or feel into it and kind of immediately recognize that and how they serve. Um, and so they're activated energies, you know, that a lot of people do use and work with. So they've gotten like stronger because of that, in my opinion. So mm -hmm. um, there is a list in this document I mentioned and that people can have access to. And I think ultimately it's, um, you know, be clear that you're asking for help be grateful, always say thank you. They love to be thanked um, and they love to be asked. And, you know, it's not, I do let go of my timeline of like how, when they show up and how they show up and what they do. And sometimes I'll feel like a whoosh of energy or I'll feel um, like emotion of, you know, gratitude or how they come in different kind of ways. Um, and I think through intention and asking and prayer, is another one because like I'll never forget it was I was in um I was still working in the movie studio and one of the heads of the departments like couldn't find her keys and she was really worried and she had to go pick her kid up and she and she was stressed and I just was like oh do you know the St. Anthony prayer and she's like no and I'm like oh I'll say it for you so you know you and I use, use this a lot I say St. Anthony I use it Anthony, all the time <laughs> Yeah, seeing anything, seeing anything, something's lost and can't be found. Please come around, come around and help me to find whatever it is, right? And I said, this woman's keys. 
And then she, like, rushes into my office later and is like, oh, my God, you're never going to believe it. Like, I just found them out of nowhere. Like, they weren't there. I already looked for them in that spot. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of how it works. You know, like, and it, I'm not surprised, but I love how it works. And, like, I've also, my way of thinking, St. Anthony, as, a, as again, an, a guide, right? You don't, He's not an angel, but he's a guide. He's a helper of humanity. Um, and energy is really what he is, being energy. It's like that is something that um, it works. People believe in it, right? And when there's a lot of belief in something, you've created a reality that's attached to it, right? Because our thoughts and our beliefs mm-hmm. create reality and worlds. And so it was just, it's really fun to watch it. And so my joke with him is always when I get to heaven, I have like, I always say I'll buy you a beer for anything you find for me. And then like now I'm like, I have to get multiple kegs when I get up to heaven. <laughs> so we can have a or a brewery. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like make your own beer at this point. Yeah, it's crazy. So, you know, they're they're fun, like to play with and to ask for help. Like I was just flying the other day, and I get nervous, and so I call in the archangels, the ascended masters, my guides and guardians, the highest form of love, light, and sound. That's what I always say. Um, I could do not throughout the plane. I heard different voices like talking to me inside of my head and telling me like rape. They're like a bump is coming up. And I'm like, and then there it is. There's a little turbulence or, hey, we're just, they're just changing levels, right? That's why the sound feels different or the plane feels different. And it's almost like I used to fly and I never even really felt the airplane. And now I fly and I feel like I am the airplane. Like it's bizarre. And so I'm so like permeable. And I, I really, but these yesterday, it's just like so much kindness and like, even like, okay, we're, you're going to be on the ground count to five. And I'm like, okay, I'm like five, you know, and I'm like, that is so, so supportive, you know, like it's so, there's so much kindness and love and support in their energy field. And when we allow it in and we, and then I always thank them, it continues to grow and get stronger. Like we have to work with these energies or it's just kind of like, it's kind of like there's a lot of money available to you sitting in your, sitting somewhere and you're not accessing it. <laughs> and if you accessed it, you could like travel and, you know, buy a car that you might need. And like, so there's like so much there for you. We just have to like actually go in and access that account. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that's the whole thing about asking and receiving, you know, it, it's, it's a circle, you know, you have to ask, you have to receive, and then you have to be grateful for it, you know. So, yeah, you're right. That's that's the way it works. It's a system. <laughs> and, it, and it works. There's there's a, a law in metaphysics. It's, it's in the universe. It's called the law of correspondence. As above, so below. And that is just one of the laws. That's the way it works. Ask and you shall receive. That it's it's given if you whether whether you follow the Bible or whether you read it in metaphysics or you call it a law of correspondence. That's the way it works. And then gratitude is the piece that seals it. So you're right. That's the way it works. Yeah. And so what are some of your tips for how to access them and, you know, also, quote, unquote, stay protected while doing it? Because there can be things that disguise themselves as, like, angels or guides that aren't actually really helpful. Um, so what are, what are how do you hold, like, connecting to them? Yeah, that's one of the pieces I, I really, I'd like to just take a minute and talk about it. And it, it may be um, disturbing for some people because it certainly was the first time I had heard about it. I was brought up in a tradition um, where you had the angels and you had the devil. And the devil was called Lucifer. 
and he was called the fallen angel. And the story in the Bible is that he disobeyed God. He wouldn't bow down and honor God. And he was basically, he and the angels with him were kicked out of heaven, and that's who rules hell. Now, those, that's the story that I was told when brought up with. In metaphysics, the, the story that goes with the idea of a fallen angel is that God or the source or whatever you want to call it, the, the, the beginner and the creator of all, um, there's no disobeying. <laughs> there's nothing outside of the all. The all is the all. And so God actually did create the light and dark forces. And we just happen to give them names that suit our stories. But the idea of a dark force and a light force is that humans are put here, this school that we're in, we're put here to learn the lesson of balance. There's only good. And evil is the midpoint on the scale of good. So that when you get to that point, we're really looking to be in the balance point at all times. So that you might slip over to the one side a little, you might come back to the other side a little, but really our job while we're here is to find that balance point. And so that's why the light and dark forces were created for us, to give us opportunities so that we can bounce from one to the other and learn for ourselves what is that midpoint on that scale of good and how can we try to remain there as often as possible. I remember at USM, you know, Ron and Mary talking about that on, on this, you know, the soul line and the goal line, how we sometimes go off to one side and the other. But the goal is to try and find that midpoint or that balance point all the time. So if we think of, you know, the dark energies um, in that sense as being helpful for us, teachers for us, we don't then take it as, you know, as something very, very negative. I'm not saying that it isn't, but I'm saying that it is something that we can learn to deal with and that we are really here to learn to deal with that. Um, so that's the story on the fallen angels, at least from a metaphysical perspective. Um, so, you know, w one of the things that you just asked is how we can learn to call on, on the light forces because we, anytime you do want to call in and you're asking for help, you want to be sure that you are calling in specifically the forces of light that are going to help you. Um, they're not going to provide a challenge for you, you know, which is what the other part can do. So what you want to do is you want to be very specific. Not only do you ask from your heart what it is that you want, um, but you want to be specifically. You just say, like, keep me safe. You know, like when you were talking about being on the plane, not keep me safe, but, you know, it's like, Keep me safe throughout the flight <laughs> um, or whatever difficult situation is that you're going through. You know, you want to be specific when you're talking about it. And you also want to be ready um, to receive whatever it is that's coming through for you. Um, you want to stay focused on that. And then you also want to, um, it may necessarily, not necessarily be a thing. It might be a resource or a person that you're actually looking for in some way. And so you can ask the archangel or whoever you're talking to to bless your life with a person or a resource that you need in order to create something or achieve something, whatever it would be. And then um, finally, as you said it before and I've said it, you have to end with the gratitude. Thank you. Um, you know, if they give you inspiration or give you an idea to help in whatever way, first thing you say is thank you. And I think those are the steps that people can use to go through when they're actually pulling on, you know, an angelic, the angelic realm or the spirit, the spirit guides, anybody, all of them can be used. That same format can be used. 
Yeah, and that's why I've heard a couple of different tips over the years, like to say the Archangel Michael instead of Michael, Archangel Michael. It gives it like that pre- that real power energy of the he's the only one. Like there's no one disguising as him coming around. Or I say I connect with guys, my guides and guardians with the highest form of love, light, and sound. So that's where mm-hmm. I've just been trained to go to that. And, you know, to really decipher if something feels heavy or kind of mean or cryptic, it's not, you know, it's not your team. It's not your angelic team. It's, it's you know, some form of, like, ego or entity or other, you know, fear-based kind of attachment or being that's not helpful. You know, the guides and the guardians are always going to be really, really helpful. It's so funny. I'm just thinking of um, the Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> like, you know, it's like they're they're there to fight for you on your behalf. They're there to help you. And um, there's, it's, there's so many different energies that can be supportive. It's really learning, like, which one do you work with the most and when and how, you know. And so for me and my own process, I started really slow with, you know, the archangels, and it was really through some of the books. And, you know, I know Doreen Virtue wants nothing to do with this work anymore, but she was the one that introduced me to it. And starting to tap into those spaces of, um, you know, learning how to work with this. And then I always found that it was really helpful. It helped me feel safer. It helped me feel more connected. It felt I had so many different mystical and unexplainable experiences that I was like, oh, it's not just me here in my, like, body and myself controlling all the dynamics. It's like there's a whole realm. And part of the reason for that, the why, is that they are here to to help humanity evolve, right? Like, there's this huge interconnected system. And I kind of think of it as heaven, right, in, in, like, broad terms, although it's very much a multi- verse world right and Mm -hmm. but there's a we're all connected and it's all for like raising the vibration ascension and also for the highest good so you know i think it's really okay whoever we kind of rely on and how we work with them i've bought statues you know i have an altar um i actually haven't told you this yet but i just found a metatron statue and i immediately was like i have to have yeah cool and I felt like I had to put him next to my bed and, like, he's holding up the sacred geometry. And that's the other thing is that a lot of these beings work with other things. So sacred geometry is one, symbols like the sword to cut cords mm-hmm. of fear, mm-hmm. negative things. Um, light language is another, you know, different sounds or colors is another. So they all have these kind of different like symbol pieces that they're connected to as well. Um, And like for me now, like after all these years, I'm finally starting to play with the energies of like, what are the unicorn guides doing for me and my work and my clients? What is the dragon energy doing? Like anytime I start to feel fear now, I just immediately throw up my dragon wings off and I'm like, it helps me so immensely. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, or like if I felt fear, I would I will invoke like um, a jaguar, like an actual panther, like that walks with me, you know. And so there's just different there's just different ways that we can kind of hold the things that that support and help us. And the ascended masters, I find, are always going to help us as well. And we're not getting into them in depth. We might do a different podcast on it, but that's where mm-hmm. you talk about 
the Jesus Christ and some of the yogis. I work with Yogananda and um, the Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene. Some of these different goddesses, um, you know, the Kuan Yin and like there's all different layers of like even the Athena like and so for me the thing the deck that actually did help me the most to learn most of these was it's called the Ascended Masters and it's during Virtue's deck and again she doesn't really want her decks out there but they are and she's moved into just a Christian Jesus only philosophy which is that's her path right um but i still find working with these different energies to be really healing and helpful for me and also my clients and then we realize like we're not alone here and that to me is one of the greatest things we can always remember no matter how sad or scared or anxious we get like we can always just immediately ask for help and i've had so many incredible stories like especially with the yogananda if I, if any of my animals have ever had an issue, I immediately call in that energy and the Jesus Christ energy. And when I do healings for, for horses especially, I call in the Jesus Christ and the Archangel Raphael. Then I literally can feel their energies with me and around me. And so mm-hmm. that actually can come through us too if we open up and we're channels and we know how to let energy in and let energy out and come back to ourselves. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's something that like all of this, you hone it over time and with practice and with study. And so hopefully this is just one like addition to your study, uh, of, as you start to explore some of these different beings that you can really work with. I I say being as an energy force is really how I kind of hold it. That's right. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to mention about that energy, Kate, is that it, it was fascinating to me and I know you've had this experience, um, when the angelic energy comes in, archangel energy or angel energy, it, it often comes in as a light, a, a colored light or a, a ball of color in some form or another. It might be some a feeling. It might not even be you might not see a green light, a feeling, but you might have a sense of a greenness. If something were green may show up for you in some way. And you know you're working with Archangel Raphael. Um, so, so there are different energies. And there's charts. You can go on the Internet and find all these charts that, you know, connect (laughs) the archangels with colors and seasons and, you know, times of day and so on and so forth. But but I I have personally experienced that color feeling of energy. And I know with the guides, it's different. Your spirit guide, because the spirit guide actually was a human at one point, and when they choose to come back, if they choose to show you, that they are with you or will help you, they will often show up as a human being. Um, It might be somebody that doesn't look like a modern human being. They may come in in a different ethnicity. Um, They may come in in a a different clothing of a different time period um, because that may be the connection that you had with them at that point. It may be an ancestor or a loved one from another lifetime, but that guide will show up if it shows up, it may show up as a as a human being, but it might not look like somebody you would recognize today. And that's one way that you can sometimes tell if you're working with a spirit guide. Whereas with an angel, I mean, I've heard it said people have seen angels and they are bigger than the largest thundercloud you've ever seen in the sky, that the size of angel energy is is just magnificent. But I personally have never experienced it. And so I know 
though, that you can experience angel energy in a color format rather than in a, a being. Sometimes they will, um, you know, be depicted as a human with wings. We'll often see angels depicted that way. But you may or may not see it that way or experience that way. So I just wanted to comment that those are two things when, um, if you do have an experience of angel energy or spirit guide energy, it may be one or the other of those that shows up for you. Totally. And that's well said. And I think that, like, often one thing that people ask me about their animals is, like, you know, are their animals still around if they cross? And, like, the I see a lot of animals that often do two things on the other side. One, they stick around their human, and they are a guide or guardian for their human from the other side. They're available, um, and that's, like, a bit of their job or they are guides and guardians for larger, like, humanity at large. And so you're part of that. You may not have them as a personal guide, but they're really helping on a larger picture. And, um, you know, the, that's been really kind of neat to see, like, how I, I kind of see the animals really helping a lot once they pass. Um, and they do often can stick around, like, very close loved ones to someone's husband or someone's um parents as you mentioned your mom like they they can definitely be um they can stick around as guides and guardians one of my horses came through in a session and said she was protecting one of my clients always and she showed me how mm-hmm. she was hung over her house um and was protecting that client and that client's um you know child so it was just kind of really neat and i i get guidance on what how they're serving from the other side so that's always helpful for people to hear too but they do all sorts of cool stuff i mean i get a lot of license plate signs from whenever i'm talking to my guy or they get a message through they will send it they will do cloud formations like we've you know people have shown photos of those before like oh my god there's an angel in the sky and like they're trying to remind us hey we're here like you know work with us like we want to work with you um it's like that again it's like that bank account that you have access to you just gotta you just gotta go in and use you know use that um that energy yeah. that's there for you but to go back to your story about how they the guide and guardian how they show up as um a specific human. This is a longer story. I'll try to do it really short, but I did see a ghost for the first time as an adult when I was in England um, during study abroad, and it freaked me out. And then it was a very specific, you know, white shirt, khaki pants, like, look. And then fast forward to, like, six weeks later, I was in Venice, Italy, and we were, like, a group of three blondes and myself as brunette sitting there at night waiting for this train to come in in Venice. And it was deserted there wasn't really anyone around watching us and and it was just this interesting space because this man showed up in a similar outfit and I he came over and he sat down with us and we were all just so focused on him and he was so loving and kind and we honestly don't even remember what he said or what we talked about but it was just like we felt so much safety being with him and so much like help and support and then and then he, like, kind of just disappeared out of nowhere. It was almost like we were, like, he kind of was, like, okay, bye. And then he just, like, walked away. <laughs> and I even realized that when he was walking away, he didn't have shoes on. And I was, like, what? How the – wait, what? And it wasn't, a, it wasn't a homeless person. In fact, we got on the train, and there was a homeless person then that started to kind of stalk us. And it was really kind of scary. Um, and I think that person was actually around the train station, and he was, like, a distraction from that um, and a protective force. But he just, like, really showed up. 
And it was so amazing because then fast forward to, you know, years later, and here I am getting my master's in spiritual psychology. It's like one of the last days of the practicum of our retreat. And this woman just turns to me and is like, there's a man here with you, brown hair, white shirt, khaki pants. And I'm like, is he this tall? Does he look like this? And she's like, yes. And I was like, oh, my God, that's my guide that's my guardian angel like he and then we were we've been all able to track at this point that we him and I were together in a past life and he died in a car accident before we got married but there was so much like love and so much support and he chose to stay on from the other side as like so he's always with me and I talk to him sometimes like he's my go-to relationship if I start to feel like lonely I'm like, I have him right there. And I know, like, it's like being immediately back into this incredible romantic relationship. So it's really neat. I haven't shared that story publicly before. Um, it's, it was it's <laughs> very, very vulnerable, like, brave yeah. for me. And, you know, I used to be an atheist, so, like, none of this existed. And I was like, whatever, like, prove it to me. So it's just been so fun to, like, actually see how, you know, things can show up and you have a cool story that I think would be fun to share so people can see how this stuff works in the last couple of minutes we have here. Okay, good. Um, I, this was when my son was still in middle school and I was driving him and the next door neighbor to school one morning and we were running a little bit late and we get to the traffic light and I'm getting so anxious because I was going to jump the light and make the left hand turn. As soon as it turned, there was traffic coming the other direction. And I'm, I'm not gunning it, but I'm going to all of a sudden right on the corner, a woman dressed in, it actually, she looked like a very old woman. Um, she didn't have a cane, but it was a very old woman dressed in dark clothes with a black scarf on her head. And she started to cross the intersection. And I'm going, I can't believe she's doing this right when I'm, you know, ready to turn. I'm going to jump the light. And at that same moment, a car came up on my left side, passed me on the wrong side of the road, flew past me in front of me and kept on going. If we had pulled out, we absolutely would have been killed because he would have smashed right into, certainly onto my side of the car. And, I mean, we just stood there shaking afterwards. We all, the three of us, the two boys and I just said, well, that woman was our guardian angel. And when we looked, she was nowhere around but she certainly prevented, she showed up at that instant and prevented me from turning left when that car went by. So, you know, I know we probably all have stories like this somewhere that, you know, and so we know that there's somebody always looking out for us. And it really does help, I think, when you have an experience like that, because then it's proof, because we all look for that proof somewhere along the line, I think. But yeah, I hope is something... that everybody feels it. Yeah, I mean, I will tell you, like, this has honestly been the greatest blessing of this lifetime for me is being in touch with the angels and the guides. Like, for me, it's been, like, besides being with animals and, like, my work, I think it's my greatest joy about life is is connecting with guides and, and guardians and angels and, like, ascended masters and learning them and honoring them and Anytime I meditate with the Ascended Masters, I will just, like, cry and feel so much love and just, like, immediately step into a higher vibration. So I really hope people do, like, play with the energy. One of the tips is don't be afraid. You know, the fear does not – is not where they're living at. <laughs> so you can just say, hey, 
please, I release this fear, my intentions to trust, my intentions to, you know, um, stay neutral and just see what happens, you know. And, mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. you know, I really thought the unicorn stuff was crazy at first and same with the dragons. And, like, I, I kid you not, I just last night was playing with unicorn energy and had immediate changes in my horses and myself. And in my horse's eye was, so like hurting last night and I was so worried and then did all you uni- all this unicorn energy healing work on her and today it looks almost like totally normal and I'm like what is going on yeah. right so we just have to lean in and we trust a little bit more as we get the experiences but a lot of it is their intention visualization receptivity trust and I encourage you to like look up resources. I've taken a lot of different classes and we um will have this pamphlet available most likely mm-hmm. through the Metaphysical Center of New Jersey. So thanks for putting it all together, Mom. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. I learned a bunch of stuff. There's so many archangels I don't know about. And also for people <laughs> listening, don't get hung up on male or female because I think that's just kind of you know, Azrael to me is a female, Gabriel is a female, but also they can be androgynous. It doesn't really matter. You're talking to high-level frequency and being. And one plug before we end is, the for me, the greatest guides of my life are the horses and people who work with me, obviously, as well. They really are drawn to learning from horses and having horse medicine. So I created the Awakening with Equines card deck, which is channeled guidance from them, and the horse is in there a lot of them are on the other side and they act as guides and guardians to humanity at this time in different capacities and they really want to be with people they want to be in people's homes so this card deck is a way that i was able to deliver guides and guardians to and i call the horses angelic beings because they're all about unconditional love when they're in their soul essence when they're in their animal essence they're being animals (laughs) um Mm -hmm. which is a the time but they are when they're doing their high level healing work they are very much angelic beings um so that's available um on katemelligan.com and if people want people find me and are sometimes like so i think i can like do mediumship and i'm like great go for it and they're like really because no one around is giving them permission to like play with this and you are welcome to reach out to my mom and I and share your stories about your own angelic interference that's helped you or saved your life. There's so many cool stories and also sacred stories under the common sentience. Um, They have stories about this. They have stories about angels um, is one of their books. I'm in their animals book and their nature book. And then Divas That Care Network, which this podcast is a part of, has Animal Prints of My Soul, which is also stories of how animals have been very much angels for um, for others and how people have experienced that as well. So I hope this just kind of lifts you up and gives you some hope and feeling less lonely and feeling like you have maybe a lot more support than you thought you did. Um, and just pick one and go in that direction and play with that energy for a while. They're all so excited and helpful and wanting to work with us. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Any comments or final things you want to share, Mom, about this topic? No, I, no, I just hope that they, you know, all our listeners, uh, you know, do take advantage of, of these they're right there for us, you know, as long as they're asked, they will help. So I think that's the most important thing. Just, 
you know, give it a shot. <laughs> Try it and yeah. see how it works. And and definitely, as Kate said, let us know. You know, I can you can get to me through the Metaphysical Center on their website, and you can get to Kate through her, you know, her website, and we'd be more than happy to talk with you or, you know, hear your stories or if you have any ideas for anything that you'd like us to do in the future on this podcast, we'd you know, we'd be happy to hear from you on that as well. Yeah, we may do on just on Ascended Masters because they're just so powerful, too. Um, but they always say, at least Yogananda said, you know, we don't often ask enough, so ask more. <laughs> um, and you can ask when you go to bed for a message or a sign, too, if you want to do this in your sleep state, if that feels better. The other is um, we can also demand it, not in a forceful way, but in a very clear, like, I am ready for this. I am asking for this. Like, it's not just like, oh, I got a cute statue of Metatron. Now it's like, okay, Metatron, please help make this clear. Please illuminate this path. Please help me. I'm here. I'm ready for it. Show me the way. Right? And, like, I get into that, like, leadership energy with them. And they love that, too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. well, thank you so much, Mom. I'm so glad Good. we got to talk about this and hopefully help people and I appreciate being here and doing all the work to show us some of these details about um, who they are and I think they're happy that we talked about this today too (laughs) I do yeah I think it's great thanks Kate thanks so much for all of our connections here appreciate it yeah thanks to the Divas That Care Network Um, there's a lot of other podcasts to listen to and we've done a lot of other episodes of the Metaphysical Mastery Podcast so you can check it out on Spotify, SoundCloud and other Block Talk Radio. Um, so huge thanks to them and until next time, have a very metaphysical life and work on your mastery of yourself so that you can be a light for yourself and the world. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, And of course, on divasthatcare.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.